welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals to talk about law enforcement issues and the news, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce our crew to you uh, this evening. Guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, um, we have attorney and former federal prosecutor Ward Mythaler, and also um, a new addition to the show, yes, Freshly out of retirement, we have Lieutenant Bob Kroll all the way from Minneapolis. So uh, retired Lieutenant, Minneapolis PD. Now, unless I'm wrong, Lieutenant, I believe it was 32 years with Minneapolis and 25 years with the union. You served as a union president when you left and you retired uh, in January of last year. So it's been about a year and a half. So uh, um, w- welcome uh, welcome back, Lieutenant. And, Thank uh, you, welcome- that's all correct, Jim. All right, excellent. So I, 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 I did my. I still have a little bit of detective in, in me. So uh, we have uh, Captain. I see you, Captain Brett Bartlett, my former partner. Thank God. Now you're shaking your head, no. So we got Captain Brett Bartlett on the show. Uh, Corporal David D. Gresta, Officer Andrew Casal, Producer Will Statzer. So thanks, guys, for being on the show. Uh, also, a shout out to our sponsors. We have Gauls, Guardian Alliance Technologies, MyMedicare.Live, GunLearn.com, Tac-Tote.com, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. So thanks to all those entities for helping make the show happen. I think that we've uh, got a, a Minneapolis topic again. So this is on lawofficer.com. It's where I normally include cops that have been charged, fired, suspended, acquitted, cleared, or uh, or sued. So we have the title is former Minneapolis officer Muhammad Noor released from prison. So uh, of course, uh, look, Muhammad Noor was a Somali um, recruit for the Minneapolis Police Department. Uh, he fatally shot Justine Damon. Uh, she was the Australian uh, lady in the alleyway at night, and Moore was riding shotgun, you know, with his partner. And his partner had the window down, I believe, at the time. And so he shot um, when there was a loud noise. He shot, you know, past his partner through the open window, and he shot and uh, and hit and killed um, Justine Damon. So uh, this happened, I guess, in uh, uh, back in 2017. So I've only got a few seconds. I might have to come back to this, but as a result, the uh, He's the first former Minnesota police officer convicted of an on-duty homicide. And on Monday, he was released from prison, and he will be under court-ordered supervision for the next 19 months, according to the Star Tribune. Nor, 36 years old, was discharged from the North Dakota State Penitentiary. In Bismarck, about 8.30 in the morning, he remains under court-ordered supervision until January the 24th of 2024, which is when his sentence actually ends. Commercial break. We'll be right back. You know, if you spend any time inside an armored vehicle, you know how cluttered that world can be, and the same is true of cruisers. Well, there's a new product line that's made by Tactote that takes advantage of all that steel. Tactote's products allow you to store a variety of gear at an arm's reach using magnetic technology. Extra magazines, med kits, less lethal breaching tools, they all can have a portable staging uh, solution that's magnetic, just to name a few. So, guys, if you're looking to get your patrol cars and your armored vehicles more organized and also to be able to deploy faster, check out tac-tote.com. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. Um, just a little uh, history on Mohammed Noor. Um, following his conviction, he was sentenced to actually 12 and a half years in prison. Uh, his attorneys uh, appealed the murder count um, and it went to the to the uh, state court of appeals. Um, it was upheld in February of 2021, but his attorneys then asked the Minnesota Supreme Court to review the decision. After they heard oral arguments in June of 2021, uh, a year ago, uh, the sentence was vacated by the Minnesota Supreme Court in September of 2021, according to a law officer. And as a result, he received a new sentence, which was four 
and three quarters years for a manslaughter conviction in the 2017 shooting. And at the time, he had already served more than 29 months in prison um, because he, uh, I guess he was sentenced in May of 2019. So that's kind of the way that went down. Um, comments on this, uh, guys? Uh, Ward, you want to start us off? Yeah, first of all, the, the murder the murder charge against Noor was clearly inappropriate. I'm kind of embarrassed the prosecutor even brought it. Uh, but I had a question for Bob. Uh, I have this theory, and you, maybe you can disabuse me of it or comment on it. it my understanding is, is that the liberals in Minneapolis dumbed down the psychological testing in order to have more diversity. My understanding is that Noor was hired during this time period when psychological testing was dumbed down. And maybe you can't comment on this since you guys represented Noor in the piece of the civil proceedings, I assume. Uh, did, the, did, the, did the dumbing down and the psychological <clears throat> testing have anything to do with Noor being hired? And second of all, there was a $20 million payment made, which is unbelievably high. And I, I have this conspiracy theory that it, they paid so much money to avoid discovery on the dumbing down of the psychological testing. So I appreciate your your inside knowledge on this. I, and I wish I had the inside knowledge because I certainly I would say I don't think I'm I'm bound by any you know attorney client anything. But because it was speculated that one, just like you said, word it was, uh, was did they lower the standards for psych? We were locked out. We being the police federation, the union re that represents them, we didn't know anything about that. But then we also heard that he struggled in training. And then we did some looking into that and it was a different officer. It wasn't Nor, So that was bad. That part was bad rumor. Um, but on the other hand, Minneapolis seeks diversity at all costs. And I could go into how our former police chief, uh, uh, Jenny Harto got promoted when they skipped all the white males in the list to Sergeant and dipped down. I mean, we have a, a long dirty history of, moving things around and at, at, for the sake of diversification. And uh, there's more that I do know on the Chauvin trial, not involving him, but things in there that, that I at this point can't say either that I hope to come out sometime because uh, they're, they're, that one's a totally different topic. But again, it gets into diversity issues and it goes right back on the city when they try to blame the union. Um, the, 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 the 20 million is kind of surprising because it was only 20 million. They gave 28 million to George Floyd's family. And those two set of circumstances are quite different in what the officers responded to, obviously. And they did it with the jury being seated uh, during the time of, of the, of the Floyd one. Wow. Inter interesting, uh, interesting point, including the settlements too. I hadn't thought about it that way. So um, war did that, um, did that uh, answer your question, or do you have anything else? Or yes, uh, thank you very much, Bob. And 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 I I I grew up in Wisconsin, lived in Chicago, so I appreciate your North Central accent. <laughs> and you know, we've all experienced it. Look, I came on in '83, and there was a huge minority push in Tampa, and I, and I was lucky as a white male just to to get in. And in, in fact, I was in the academy. Then I got booted out because uh, Colonel Pelkington. Uh, wanted his son Joe Pelkington again, so they put me out and put in the the only other white male that was in the academy class there. And uh, so I I uh, I had someone, uh, you know, 
pitch, pitch, you know, on my behalf, pitched me. So I got, I got thrown in as number 21. So two white males, one white female and, um, and everybody else was, um, you know, largely black males in a, in a black female, um, in that class. And of course, uh, you know, I was the only guy remaining after, after, uh, you know, 10 years, you know, out of the, out of the entire 21, you know, people that started off. So uh, I could tell you a lot of other stories that, uh, that show that poor decision-making and, and, and pushing recruitment that way. Uh, but yeah, when we heard, um, when all the rumors were going around about Muhammad Noor and stuff, that's, you know, it, it just hit home with a lot of us. Um, and Andrew, and then of course we've got a, a, a Cuban female on our show who probably has some inside information on that. Did they, did they down the score? Did you have to take even a test to get on the police department, Andrea? Thank, thank you, Chip. Actually, I failed it completely. No, just joking. <laughs> No, you know, the, that there's a lot of that that's going on. I mean, it's going on even, it's going on right now. And most agencies there, you know, they are hiring a lot of minorities. When I got um, hired, I actually told them, I'm like, if I'm not qualified, which they looked at me like I was dumb, but I said, if I'm not qualified to do the job, don't hire me because I'm a Hispanic female. I'm not fluent, but they got all excited. They're like, ah, oh, you're a minority you know, and you're a female. And I said, no, 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 no. Hold on time out because you're not doing me any favors. If I'm not qualified, if I can't do the job and if there's somebody that's better than me, hire them because I'll make myself better so that I can perform the job. I never had any issues with most people on the street because I, I never wanted for anybody to say, oh, but you're female. Oh, but you're this. No, if I'm not qualified and we did have some people that weren't qualified that they hired because they filled some of those minority positions and they end up getting weeded out. And it's really sad because unfortunately it's usually some sort of situation where they can't perform when it comes to a fight. They just can't. Sometimes women can't, you know, we can't jump in a fight the same way as a male. You know, you have to know what your strengths and your weaknesses are. Um, but they, we, you got to stop lowering the standards, hire people that are qualified and just leave it at that. And you won't have any problems. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I remember if I failed a spelling test or anything, I was out of I was out of the academy. But I, my counterparts, the other people that were not the same color skin as I had, could repeatedly fail and be given other chances um, to. Yeah, it was just I know it's the same all over the country. But um, if there's nobody else on this, I think we've exhausted the topic. Uh, we'll move on to the next one here. Uh, I've got about um, a little less than five minutes before our next break. So we're back on This is Butter, and we've got a video. So Akron police release footage of Jalen Walker being shot up to 60 times at six zero times. He's slowing down here, slowing down. video um you know there's it, it's it's not the best video quality but there's enough with the um narration and with some freeze frames to really make sense out of what happened on this guys i, I see we have a commercial break 
We'll be right back. So let's talk about our live show. You know, we do a live show every Monday evening, 7 o'clock Eastern time. And yes, it's a 90-minute show. So we go from 7 to 8.30 Eastern time. Now, we're on StreamYard. And StreamYard allows us to be in true high definition. And we're able to point the stream to five other outlets. So we're on YouTube. We're on uh, two Facebook pages. We're on LinkedIn. And we're also on Twitter all at the same time. And now producer Will, as I mentioned earlier, takes that 90-minute show, splits it up in the five segments, embeds videos that we talk about during those individual segments, puts pictures of the good guys and bad guys, uploads those to YouTube Tuesday through Saturday, and I put them on Rumble. So it makes for a really uh, great way to watch the show. We're also on uh, the free press at TampaFP.com with Brian Burns. So uh, please check out those resources, especially a segment of videos. It might be a great way to watch a show that you've never experienced before. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. So in this uh, in this video um, and reading from the article, uh, we've got body cam footage of this uh, fatal shooting and it says it's a black motorist. So they're already slanting the story because they're saying the motorist was black, but his name is Jalen Walker. And it says it was a hail of bullets from Akron police said that he fled a traffic stop uh, you know, that happened uh, the, the week prior. So my immediately, you know, this guy's non-compliant because he's fleeing a traffic stop. So the video shows multiple officers converge on the vehicle at the conclusion of the pursuit. So uh, Walker, a bad guy, exits the silver Buick. <laughs> What's he wearing? He's got a ski mask on. And uh, police chief Stephen Milet um, is, is uh, doing the narration, uh, said it appeared that Walker reached towards his waist during a foot chase and briefly turned towards the officers before they opened fire. So um, our chief said the medical examiner found about 60 wounds on Walker's body, although the actual number of shots fired had not been determined. And I, I think, you know, Brett Bartlett's on the show, so the Catholic can tell you that if, if he was hit 60 times by gunfire, um, what, Brett, there's probably over 200 rounds that were fired probably, yeah. I know. Um, and it says that he died on the scene. Eight officers were directly involved in the shooting. So that kind of accounts for how many uh, you know shots were fired. Video from the, sheen, uh, from the scene showed that there was a gun on the front seat of our bad guy's car. And the chief said the video did appear to show the flash of a gun from Walker's car during the chase. And, and I saw that video and I saw that flash. Uh, at a, a press conference um, that happened on Sunday, the chief was asked if officers overreacted to the perceived threat. And he said that he was, God bless him, he said he was not going to pass judgment until the investigation was completed. Man, how long have we been waiting for a chief to say that? I mean, God bless that guy. I hope other chiefs are taking note on this. Uh, the chief also praised the Walker family uh, for their call for peaceful demonstrations. That's the bad guy's family. And uh, we also have Mayor uh, Daniel Horgan uh, that's involved in this as well. And uh, we, I guess closing out this thing, the police said that Walker was uh, 25 years old. He was a DoorDash driver, refused to stop his car, fired at the officers during the chase. The officers on the scene said that he jumped out of his rolling vehicle, created a deadly threat that led to the officers. They used uh, tasers and they didn't work. And then they used firearms. Walker was found lying on his back in handcuffs when the medical examiner arrived at the scene. They tried to, you know, to save his life. The cops were not able to. He had been shot in the face, the abdomen, and in the upper legs. So uh, that's what happened. Uh, comments on this? Captain, you want to start us off? Well, the article is it does real clear. It said there were about 60 wounds. That doesn't mean there were six, how many shots fired. Okay, He had 60 wounds. It could be entrance, exit. It could be double. Who really knows for sure? What I'd like to know, and my big question, you know, back when I was in internal affairs, if I was doing this, I would add, ask every officer, what did you see? Why did you fire? You just can't fire because the guy next to you is fired. You can't do that. You have to have independent knowledge. If they all saw the same thing, great. But some of them didn't fire. You notice that in the article. Some of them didn't fire. 
So maybe they didn't see what everybody else was seeing, but that could be the make or break here. What did you see? Remember in Tampa police years ago, we had it. We had the thriller at McDella where all the shots were fired. Why did you shoot? Cause my buddy, we had the task on Trask, you know, same thing. Why did you shoot? All my buddies were shooting. You can't do that stuff. You can't do that. You have to have independent knowledge of what's going on in front of you at the time you pull the trigger. All right. I, I, excellent. Um, uh, Attorney Ward. Uh, I appreciate Brett's comments. I agree with him. I, I always complain about the excessive number of shots. This seems extremely excessive. If there were at least 60 shots, it's like eight officers emptied their clips. Uh, I'm also curious what this ski mask is all about. Is it a COVID mask or is it truly a ski mask? It's hard to believe that someone got out of their car with a, a real ski mask on. Uh, also, I'm interested. It shouldn't really matter much if the cops thought the guy had shot, but I'm interested whether the gun they found had actually been discharged or not. It, it's interesting. The article doesn't say. Well, thanks. Yeah. Hey, and Ward, just for clarification before you go, David, you know, I carried 15 rounds in, in my magazine. Uh, and four officers would have would have uh, accounted for 60 rounds. It's really not a lot. I mean, they, I guarantee you those cops did not empty their magazines in, in shooting that bad guy. They all didn't anyhow. Not was not was not with not if they only fired 60 shots is what I'm saying, David. So well, yeah, but that's the point though. And, and I'll, I'll I'll help you, Brett. They they hit him. There were 60 wounds on him. that. That didn't mean that that they only fired 60 times. Now, well, let's just turn in, in the, the video. Yeah. In yeah. in the videos in the video you could see that. Some officers fired a lot. Others didn't fire as much. There was one officer that was screaming, everybody, cease fire, cease fire, cease fire, for at least three or four times as they were continuing to fire at this guy who was on the ground. Now, that being said, you know, the number of shots being fired, they're going to have to do a count if they can figure that out because it was, it was more than 60. I, I, I know that. <clears throat> um, towards uh, question, yes, it was an actual ski mask. They slowed the video down at one point, did a still of this guy getting out. And I'm looking at it just like you going, what the hell has he got a ski mask on for? But it was, it was a ski mask. Him shooting out the window of his car, they had it on audio. One of the, one of the car uh, cameras or body cam videos of one of the pursuing vehicles, the one that was in front of the pursuit, picked up the, the audible uh, uh, gunshot and they had the flash of the, the muzzle what appeared to be anyways out of the driver's side window of the vehicle. So when that got uh, dispatched or when, when the lead vehicle said he just shot at me or he just sh shot a, a round out of his vehicle, the cop didn't say he shot at me. He just said he just, he shot out of his window, out of the car. When that goes out, I hope that in today's environment of police work, where we are seeing literally, literally, a police officer shot every single day in this country. And that's not Black Lives Matter bullcrap. That's actual stats. The, the, the fear that goes along with this type of an incident now, I believe, takes on a whole nother level uh, as far as the investigation concerns. When you have police officers that are absolutely looking around and going my brothers and sisters are getting shot and killed all around me um i can understand some of these reactions i don't agree with them but i can understand them um so when you see something like this you and you heard in their voices during the foot pursuit the fear the screaming and the fear in their voices as they were yelling at this guy and some of the stuff they were yelling was like you know this it, it 
you could tell that they were several of the officers were just about their their brains were just locking up from from fear and um overexcitement, wh whatever you want to call it, whatever emotional state you want to call it. Um, and I, I really hope that they start taking some of this stuff into consideration, some of these shootings that some of these police officers, they're faced with things that, and they are truly afraid that they're not going home um, with, with what they're seeing all around them. Time for our last commercial break, guys. We will be right back. So look, let's talk radio. Yes, we're nationally syndicated in the radio. It was the Boss Hog Radio Network in the uh, Florida area that gave us our first break in the terrestrial radio, which is over the airwaves. And uh, they have four AMs and an FM in uh, Bushnell and Sumter County, Lakeland, Plant City, Winter Haven, Avon Park, and Sebring, Florida. Uh, yes, where the races are in Sebring. Uh, we're also on uh, WKUL. They have two FMs in Coleman, Alabama, K-Bar in Burley, Idaho. And we're on uh, WVMG, which is in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and also WMYU in Ottawa, Tennessee. Uh, we're on a couple stations in Utah. We got KCPX 2 FM or an FM and an AM in Moab. And then Delta Utah is KYAH. Now we're on a host of uh, radio stations with uh, AM, FM, and 247. They have got terrestrials in Tampa, Las Vegas, Nevada, Macon, Georgia, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Boulder, Colorado, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, Long Beach, California, the Villages in Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, Washington, D.C., and Rock Hill, South Carolina is their latest. Also, Three Rivers Broadcasting Backstage Radio Network and Central Oregon Radio. Please check out those resources. Thanks, David. All right, Ward. Uh, I, I agree with David. I, I'm simply curious to, as to whether the gun was actually discharged or not. I, I believe the officers thought it was, and that's sufficient. But the picture showed the magazine or clip Brett can correct me, correct me in the right language, um, which was next to the gun in the in the car. And it's hard to believe that he actually shot the gun without the magazine being in the gun, although obviously he could. Um, I'm, I'm just curious. I, I wish you'd do a test it, to see. If it could have been that there was a magazine in the gun and a magazine laying next to it. It's very, very possible. You know, some guns, when you look at them from a certain angle, it'll look like there's no magazine in it, but there, but there certainly is. And I thought I read where they found an empty case in the car. I, I don't know. That's true. But, you know, you figure an average, the untrained shooter can pull the trigger four times a second. Untrained shooter. We're not talking about winning the match. We're talking about pulling the trigger. So if it turns out that there were eight policemen around this guy and they all saw the same thing, you got eight cops, four rounds a second. You've got 32 rounds being fired in a second. And that's just before they can even figure out if the guy stopped because his action time is faster than they can get off the trigger because there's time that passes. So let's say a second and a half. Now we're up from 32. Now we're up to over 40 rounds being fired at this guy. Perfectly justified if all that is true. Well, putting it that way, wow. Andrew, you want to close us out on this and then and then the little minute? Sure. I actually had a buddy that um, just moved from, well, he moved there from, from there a few years ago, uh, moved his family out of Akron. And part of it was because the, the um, crime rate was rising. And if you look on citydata.com, which whether or not this is true, the crime rate there is 1.6 times higher than the U.S. average. So I'm sure that that possibly played, you know, something into it. God knows only, you know, what's going on in Akron. Akron, clearly the, the crime rate's rising. They said since 2019, it's been, it's been on the rise. So you know, I, I'm sure that that plays some sort of role in it and how officers are reacting. All right. Thank you. I, uh, I muted, uh, your, your mic there, Lieutenant. I think we had some feedback coming in. I don't think you've got headphones on maybe, but, um, but go ahead. You're, you're, you're <clears> up. 
Um, just real briefly, I just I'm, I'm pretty impressed. You guys could, would have been one hell of a federation board. The way you justify this, because the first thing after I watched all of the body cameras on this, I thought, "Damn, I'm glad I'm retired, and I'm glad I'm it didn't happen in my city because it's just a lot of rounds, and, you know. And hopefully, it comes out justifiable. They all see, like the captain said, they reacted, but gunfire can be contagious, and uh, I, I just hope they come out okay on this one because that first thing I thought is, "Oh boy, that's a lot yep. of rounds." Don't get me wrong, Bob. It, it, it's a disturbing shooting, and it's going to be a difficult hill to climb to, to make it justifiable, but I, I think they should at some point. All right. Thanks, Corporal. Thanks, guys, uh, for being on the show. Lieutenant Bob Kroll, I hope you had a, a good – you did excellent. I hope you had a, a good time, and uh, looking forward to having you back. Um, Thank you for having me. I did have a great time. A shout out to our sponsors. Uh, we have Gauls, Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.live, TAC-TOTE.com, and also being fueled by Bang Energy. Uh, look, thanks to all those entities. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week.